and we're back for a new episode of being black in america with brendan so let's get into it today we're just going to talk about a couple of things but it might take a little bit so put your headphones on put it, put it connected to your speaker let's do it okay so the first stuff i'm going to talk about is i'm going to talk about this uh gentleman named julius julius jones and i'm going to talk a little about reparations and the wealth gap in america and then we'll talk a little bit about um the infamous wall <laughs> and some a little promises that the presidents have made in the past and we'll see if they fall through okay so originally today I was going to also talk about the Gregory Mike McMichael and the Travis and William Bryan um, murder trial of Ahmad Arbery. But I, we all know how long trials take, and I'll skim through it a little bit, and then we'll get on to Julius Jones. So just right off the bat, the, the jury was starting to be picked about, I want to say, two and a half weeks ago and october 18th and the court qualified a juror okay that worked with gregory so he worked with one of the guys that killed ahmaud arbery and at the glenn county prosecutor and that her name was jackie johnson and by the way jackie johnson has been indicted for her role in the murder of the late arbery so she has already been <laughs> fully indicted and this man was pretty much her assistant and by the way what she did is she pretty much said i don't know what you're talking about and brushed everything under the rug <laughs> and they caught her and that's not okay and this whole glenn county is just like pretty much every county in america the majority white 69 percent white 26 black so it's a popular and 26 percent is very very high sad to say, but for the black community in certain areas. And the way that this goes, by the way, is what's pretty much going to happen is he's going to have an all-white jury because the jury is selected by registered voters. And the thing is, in Georgia, is they're at an all-time high right now of voter suppression amongst the black community. So the odds of them getting a black person to be on that jury is very slim to none. And that's where the difference is. Like in Minneapolis here, we were able to have a fair number of black people on the jury for, um, Derek Coven's case, excuse me <clears throat> for his case. But if that was to happen in Texas, that case wouldn't have even been heard because it's Texas and they don't have that certain justifications for human life that other States do sad but true okay but back to topic um julius jones if you don't know who he is he is he's been in jail for over 20 years for a crime that he did not commit <laughs> he was i'm laughing because that is the judicial system in america to a t <laughs> the whole thing about him is that the real in real time 20 years ago at the time of his uh the murder trial is the real killer confessed he was bragging in the courtroom about yes i did this but i'm blaming drew i'm blaming this man this man did it and so he just kept blaming it on it and but the sad part was is that he had a good lawyer and julius had a public defender and that public defender was overworked underpaid and has never been a part of a death penalty case ever in his life 
So he didn't know what was going on. He didn't even put Julius on the stand to talk or even say anything about him as they were questioning what he was, what he did. And also, over the time now, three of the jurors from that day have have sworn affidavits that said if all of the evidence was shown to them, they would have made a decision and made the ruling not guilty instead of guilty. But they didn't have all the information because they were suppressing it all because they didn't even run a DNA. They didn't even run anything because... They just didn't, because when they did, <laughs> it wasn't Julius's DNA. <laughs> but hey, that doesn't matter. He is guilty. <laughs> Innocent until proven guilty, right? No. Ju- so again, his lawyer has never experienced a death penalty. Uh, alleg- wow, I can't even say that word. Alleg- allegations. And he was under-resourced, overworked, and he admitted that he was way too over his head and he didn't even ask a single witness to the stand and amanda bay amanda bass um is his new lawyer and she thank god is a competent person <laughs> okay so let's i'll try to establish a timeline here for you so tw- over 20 years this man was innocent for a crime that he didn't commit, and the real killer came out and said that he did it, and nothing's happened. Okay. So, in March of early 2021 here, the Oklahoma um, Pardon and Review Board, to commute his sentence, they scheduled a hearing in June. Uh, March 8th, to be exact. And then here's, here's when it gets... When it gets good, in quotes, okay? Because it gets worse. Um, Then the Oklahoma DA sues the governor, Stitt, and the parole board to stop the communication request. So just the request to to get that, he sued them and said, you can't do this. And then June 1st, the hearing was moved to September 1st. And then... In late August, the Oklahoma attorney, before the hearing date, because the hearing date got moved to September, so August 27th, the Oklahoma attorney general requested the execution date for Julius Jones. So he sent in the paperwork saying this man needs to be executed. 9-13, the, the board, the parole board, voted 3-1 to one to recommend for him to be released. 3-1. to one. So three people said yes, one person said no. So he should have been released. 913, right? No. That didn't happen. Just because it was recommended doesn't mean that it's going to happen. So on the 27th of September, the Oklahoma Court of Appeals issues an execution date for Julius, November 18th. 1015, Julius put on his he got put on death watch. So less, I don't have the exact date of today, but but less than 20 days ago, he was put on execution watch, which pretty much means he's in solitary, but a worse version of solitary. He's in a room with no windows, with no communication to the outside world at all, no visitors, no nothing, except two doors down from where he was staying, um, John Grant got executed two days ago. So Julius was hearing all of this happen where it was the first execution in six in over six years for oklahoma of this gentleman named john grant i don't know specifically what he did 
but I sh- I should have looked into that. Okay, but moving on. And in the execution, it was an absolute botchery. Okay, he was convul- he was convulsing for over two dozen times, and he vomited over two dozen times as well. And at one point, they deemed that he was unconscious. So then they stopped and then kept going, not when he gained consciousness, but once he was unconscious, they waited a little bit, and then they went for it again. And that's when they killed him, murdered him, or assassinated him, whatever you'd like to decide. Because capital punishment is never okay, because who are we to say that you need to die instead of try to become better? And even if they don't want to become better, cool. But still, you don't deserve to die. The they pretty much experimented on him like they did when the with the slaves back in the day because again they used to think that black people don't feel pain. Disgusting. Okay, so after he vom- vomited multiple times all over himself and all over everyone else, they deemed him unconscious, like I said, and they they initiated the second round of drugs. And once they did that, he died. And his last words were pretty much just yelling, swearing, and pain. Because what else would you be doing when they're injecting you with a deadly virus and it's going to kill you? And remember, two doors down from all of this happening, Julius is in his cell. An innocent man, been in jail for over 20 years, and the killer confessed. Remember, that's the, I do not, it blows my mind that this is something that even needs to be discussed. (laughs) Okay, and it doesn't matter who talks because remember, we talked about, oh my goodness, this, the sad part is, is that there's so many stories like this. And we talked about Ernest Johnson before, and that had pretty, one of the most popular pronoun people stick up for him. The Pope stuck up for him and nothing happened. All of the Catholics stuck up for him and nothing happened. They wrote letters, Congress wrote letters to Joe Biden, nothing happened. And you would think, oh, well, with Julius is going to be different, right? Well, the sad part is is that now it's like so many popular people have talked about it, but it still hasn't changed the issue because they have said nothing. And if nothing changes from now until the 15th of November, Julius will be executed. Now, for what I'm saying is popular people that have talked about it is uh, Kim Kardashian has talked about it. The whole Warriors basketball team the other day talked about it. Like I've said, it doesn't matter who talks about it. It matters how many. So please, I, if you're listening to this before November 15th or anything, go onto my Instagram, Twitter, or just search Julius Jones and please call, email, do something because this man does not deserve to die for something that he did not do at all. Ugh. The fact that the board review whole thing recommended three to one that he's innocent. I mean, what else do you need? What else? What else is there to talk about? So again, I have emailed about 15, 20 times and I've also called in, left messages, done all of this because it's not okay and it's not good. And oh, you have nothing else to do. I work my job and I still do this. And I'm going to try to do this every day. I'm, I'm thinking about putting an episode out every day instead of every other day or once a week or something like that. But it's either going to be every day or every other day. It's going to be a lot. Um, 
But, okay, so that's Julius Jones. So please help him out. He deserves it because he, you know, he fucking deserves a life. (laughs) Okay, so next I want to talk about reparations. Like, for right now, the U.S. is talking about giving the immigration, the immigrant families that got separated in the border by 2008, in 2018 by Trump, their Joe Biden and company are thinking about giving pretty much half a million dollars per person, 450K per person for reparations because they were separated away from their family. Okay? Now, the reason why I bring this up is because just like how some communities have a better way of getting people to hear their issues. But we've been saying the same thing for over 400 years. Nothing's happened. Okay, so again, everything is built in America. Like our ancestors built everything. <laughs> like white people's ancestors told us what to do and we did it. We built it because that was what we saw as the only future. The only thing is we like slaves would literally fight over whose slave owner was better and they would literally fight about it so our ancestors literally built everything we built yale harvard columbia like you can look this up and they actually the colleges have admitted this and have done reparations of their own by giving the black people their own housing (laughs) thanks for building all of this here's your house that you can all share, that you don't have to mingle with all the white people if you don't want to. Again, that's our choice to choose. You don't have to choose that for us. You don't choose what we have to do. And again, if you're not ready to clean your house, this is one of my favorite quotes that I've learned that I think goes with the reparations, that for all the men, the, the white men, because again, I'm whenever I refer to the past, white women, they yes, they weren't perfect, because they just let it all slide, but they were oppressed and they didn't want to continue their oppression by oppressing other people. So they just didn't say anything and they just let the white man do his thing. And eh, if I'm being honest, nothing really has changed. But um, my favorite quote from Malcolm X, I have like a thousand of these, but I'm just going to say this one. Like, you are not ready to clean your house. Like, stop sweet talking us. Stop sweet talking it. And if you're not ready to clean your house up, then you should cut, then the house should catch on fire and burn to the ground. And I completely agree. If you don't want to clean up your business, then you don't deserve to have one. And the people should take it. Or, and I'm not saying like we need a revolt or all of this because we have proved that that does not work. So instead of proving that we are completely different, let's just get together and say, hey, this is what you, this is the benefits that you get for being you. These are the benefits that you get for being you. And these are the benefits that I get for being me. And let's try to hone in what President Trump was talking about for the past four years, and let's try to make America great again. <laughs> oh, I'm laughing because who the fuck was it good for in the back in the days? Oh, yeah, white men, better than Trump. Gotcha, okay. We will, we will do that now. Thank you, President Trump, for reminding us. <laughs> no, but for real, back to, back to this. But ev- pretty much every group but black people that have been oppressed in America have gotten, a, like, reparations it's crazy for instance the hall the jewish americans they got reparations and they got money that was able to make them move around and start from back up again 
They got to move around and say, I want to live here. But, eh, I don't really like living here, so I'm going to go somewhere else. They had enough money to do that. The Japanese Americans, for the internment camps and how they were treated in World War II, they got it, but it was four decades later. But again, they still got it in, in a form. Uh, the Native Americans, they were forced removal of land, but then given money and other land to move to the West. And if we can really get into it if you, if you want to talk about that the land that they were given was not as fertile and as um, holy as the land that they had before, but that's a totally different topic. So Native Americans, Japanese Americans, Jewish Americans, and what did the black people get? We were promised 40 acres and a mule. <laughs> And I'm still waiting. <laughs> I don't think my ancestors, the ancestors got that. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Because we black people apparently have to live in reality and everyone else can live however they would like. <laughs> cool, keep going. But we're still going to keep trying to fight to get our 40 acres and a mule. Okay, talking about that and how the, the past history, let's talk about the racial wealth gap. Let's talk about how there's 190 million white Americans and they have 82 million homes. And then there's 40 million black Americans and they only have 14 million homes. I'll say that again. 190 white people in America have 82 million homes. So a little over half, one to two, you know? Black people in America have 40 million black people and 14 million homes. So 190 to 82 and 40 to 14. The household worth in white, for white Americans is 90% natural, uh, national wealth. The, for black families, they own 2.6%. Just a smidge of a difference there, 90% to 2.6% of the national wealth. The bottom 50% of American households own 1% of, national, of the national wealth. And it just so happens that most of that 50% is minorities. Now, again, the wealth gap, we want to think that it's going up, like, or sorry, it's going down, but all that it's doing is going up in a crazy amount. So, like, in 2007, it was... $10 for white, from it was 10 to 1 from white to black for a dollar. And now it's in 2020, or at least in 2020, it was 20 to 1. So in 13 years, it went up 10, it went up 100%. And for the history of the real estate market, in 1940, the GI Bill got passed and black people in the South pretty much had no access to real estate, zero in 1940. So how are we supposed to have real estate now? Because yes, we're able to now, but there's still all of those bills in place that we, if when it came down to it, you have to have all of this, you have to have one through 10 and we aren't even at three yet. <laughs> but Hey, we have June, we have Juneteenth, right? <laughs> Happy holidays. Oh my goodness. Okay, but I just want to do a little quick shout out to Blap. Okay, I've been using this this app for a couple days now. And it's B-L-A-P-P. -P. You can search on the App Store. I highly recommend that everybody gets it. B-L-A-P-P. -P. Again, it, um, it shows that all of the black-owned businesses all over the place. So wherever you're traveling, wherever you are, 
if there's a black-owned business near you, it will tell you. And the reason why I want to talk about this more is because the numbers don't lie. Like, 50% of black-owned businesses went under in 2020. Like, that is... And it already took them so much to get there. But nothing... Government was like, I don't know. No, no. So, again, I'll say it one more time. B-L-A-P-P. Go to the App Store and download it. Highly recommend it. Great app. Nothing but goodness for them. And I have one more um, thing that I wanted to say. And it was... Shout out to the 25-year-old black engineer, Roy Alia. He made gloves that, if you know what ASL is, it's sign, pretty much sign language. It's the American sign language, but it could be like France's sign language or the UK sign language. But either way, it translates it from ASL to speech. So you put on these gloves and you just sign your name or something and it says it out loud. Pretty cool. And also these two Kenyan invest and investors, David Gafu and Moses Kenya, created a robot prosthetic arm controlled by your brainwaves. So it connects it connects this thing to your brain and pretty much acts like an arm and you control it just by thinking about it. <laughs> pretty cool. And yes, they're from Kenya. So Africa is not as far behind as they want to keep thinking you of. And yes, they do have running water over there. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Okay. So now I kind of want to talk about how the wall, the infamous wall, <laughs> the great wall, wall of america (laughs) so again shout out my guy joe motherfucking biden (laughs) sorry sorry shout out president biden president biden so trump promised 400 miles of the border wall right when he was got elected in 2016 I promise 400 wall, 400 miles. <laughs> As of 2020, the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol says 452 miles in total we have of the wall. By the way, that's not even all of the Texas border, and there's still three other states. <laughs> so, <coughs> excuse me, all of the Texas border is still, like only, I would say, eh, roughly half of it has the wall. Okay, but... Here's where it gets kind of good. By the way, so Trump wanted to do 400 miles of the border wall. U.S. Customs and Border Patrol said 452 is done. And before Trump got into office, there was 654 miles already built from prime, from other presidencies. Okay, so the total amount of miles that have been done on the wall of new wall. Okay. 80 miles. They built only 80 miles of a new wall. (laughs) And so pretty much everything they're building, there's already an existing wall. And you know what Trump had to say to that existing wall? (laughs) He said the vast, the vet, okay. So the vast majority of the 452 miles is replacing existing structures built by the other administrations. And Trump argued that that should that all of what he's done should count as a new wall because (laughs) the old wall was old and worthless. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, we're still talking about the wall and not Trump. (laughs) Okay, but so they only did 80 new miles and this is 
like I said, it just keeps getting better and better. Okay, so I'm going to say the numbers again. Trump wanted 400 miles. He got 452 miles, but only 80 miles of that is new, and 654 miles were already there. <laughs> okay, so you know how I said there is 80 new miles? <laughs> they're, con- they're counting because there's two walls. There's, there's 47 miles of a primary wall, like the first wall, and then behind that is a secondary wall, and there's 33 miles of that. So if you really want to be technical, there's only 47 miles of a wall <laughs> that's built. And only 33% of that is fully how they, or 33 miles is how they fully want it to be. Again, I am not making these numbers up because this is, there is a way to, <laughs> you can't write this shit. You can't. It's just, it's just real life. You can't make this up. It's. Numbers are there, okay? And by the way, in 2018, Trump asked for Congress for more money or for money to build this. He asked for $18 billion and they said no. But Brendan, if they said no to it and they rejected the bill, how did he build 40 or 80 miles of a brand new wall, according to Trump? Well, in 2019, Trump used the national emergency. He used his national emergency power to divert funds from the DOD, the Department of Defense, after the bill got rejected from Congress. And people wonder why we were so ill-prepared for the coronavirus. (laughs) And why the... And people also wonder, why is it that some senators and congressmen made so much money off the start and took all their money out before the COVID hit? It's like there was insider trading for the senators and Senate that got the call from China. Hmm. The same people that write the bills about the stock market are the same people that are also making millions off the stock market. Because that's okay, right? Because <laughs> that's okay that our senators and congressmen, and by b- talking about both of them, because it's Democrats and Republicans that have stuff in the stock market. They should not, it's not okay, not allowed. You're making the laws. That's like, that's like a preschooler that's not allowed to go to preschool, but then goes to it. Okay. Terrible analogy. Let's get back, back to what I want, back to the Great Wall of America. (laughs) Remember when Joe Biden was going out for election, right? Pretty much he was going from every house to house of people that have been uh, wronged by police brutality. Yes, we will help you out. We got you. George Floyd bill is still yet to be passed. Um, but what he also said was that not another foot will be built about on that wall. He made it clear that he was not okay with how Trump got the money from the DOD. He did not want to take more funds from them. But here's the other thing. Here's reality. Okay, Trump signed deals with all these companies that go out through all these years. So if you don't want to fulfill on those deals, they have to pay out the, the companies. And so that's also what I thought Joe Biden meant by that is we have, we'll pay them out to make it so that they don't do that or whatever. He hasn't said a single word, but oh, by the way, <laughs> the Texas Governor Abbott 
has now passed a bill for $2 billion to fund the wall. And here's the even here's the best part. So Republicans have been just jamming it down the public's throat that the Democrats want to defund the police. But like the Democrats have been saying all along, we don't want to defund it. We just want to move funds all around, blah, 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 blah. This $2 billion bill that just got passed is going to defund the police, defund the parks, defund the hospitals, defund literally everything in Texas so that they can build this wall. <laughs> Again, I'm laughing because you can't make this up. He is taking money away from the police department that he was advocating needed more money. And uh, and that's just Texas. In California, 50% of the the government funding that they get goes to the pol- goes to the police. And that 50% is over $3 billion. And again, they solve less than 1% of crimes. So it's not like we're asking for a complete, we're just asking for some sort of direction instead of acting like you still don't care. But we still haven't got that, so whatever. So again, shout out to President Biden and Vice, Vice President Kamala Harris for keeping President Trump's dream alive. Of building that wall. He would love you for it. And but hey, the view has to be nice from up there, right? <laughs> and again, I'm still waiting on my 40 acres and my mule. So whenever you're ready, you know where I live. You can just look me up on the IRS. Who knows? One day, the next time that uh my bills get deposited out of out of my bank account, you will know. So the IRS over six hundred dollars, they'll know. So you know where to find me. Because, <laughs> again, that's going to help the billionaires <laughs> get taxed. Uh, the funds that Elon Musk made in one day was $36 billion. That's enough to give every homeless person in America over a hundred grand. But, hey, let's go to Mars. But, hey, make a... Okay, I do have to say that one of my favorite things that I read last night was Elon Musk tweeted... For my, <laughs> he's going to build a, a college. Kind of like, you know, again, kind of like how Trump made his college, the Trump University. But this one's going to be called the Texas Institute of Technology and Science. <laughs> Say it again, the Texas Institute of Technology and Science. So the abbreviation is TITS. And that's how our billionaires are spending their money. <laughs> Like, they're making it even more obvious that they could care less about anything and that their money is nothing to them. But hey, let's keep going to space. Let's keep making random universities. Let's keep doing all of that because that's really helping out, right? (sighs) Again, still waiting on my mule. (laughs) But last thing I want to touch on is... Kamala Harris, I fell for it again. Like, you know how I said that I fell for the election uh, on Joe Biden last year, and I fell for the elect for everyone caring about Black Lives Matter, the 63 plus countries and everyone in America caring about it and marching for it. I fell for that. And like, again, I fell for the fact that someone wanted to be the black vice, the first black vice president. In America, no, I, I have now 
awoke from my slumber <laughs> and reality has hit me that it has never been on her agenda. She has never, it's never been on her agenda for, to help out black people, black Americans, African Americans, whatever, Negroes, savages, whatever you want to call us. It has never been on her agenda for that because if it was, she wouldn't need a white man to help her on both sides, on the business side and on the personal side. Because it's her choice that she married a white man. Again, nothing against that. Good for you. But what does that say? If, you, if you're really being a... This sounds terrible, but it's my opinion. So hate me, love me, whatever you want for it. But how can you be of that stature, status, saying all of this when it came to that, and your relationship and business and everything is backing you just being a woman and not being black? And yes, she could say this, say that, but you have to remember Giuliani, Trump's best friend throughout his whole presidency, endorsed Kamala Harris back in the day. Like it was, yes, people can change, but at the same time, her endorsements at the time were all Republican and Democrat because they were like, hey, she likes to blah, 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 do all of this, this, this. And she's actually for our views and she's a black woman. So it actually sounds better coming from her than it does coming from us. And at some point, she decided to change and go against that and believe in something else, which, good for her. People can change. Some people don't think that, but people can change. I'll tell you that right now. Shocker. Say one more time for the people in the back. People can change. Okay. But she is more focused on being the first woman president than she is the first black female president. Again, not, it's not that big of a deal, but when you see the, the agendas that comes with it, it it's slowly starting to make more sense of why she's not pushing the boundaries more that like when Obama first got into office, he kind of pushed the boundaries and people really did not like that. But what has Kamala and Joe done? Brendan. Yeah. Sorry. Someone just hit me because they wanted to tell me that you have June 19th. Don't forget. That's your holiday from freedom of something that we still do not admit. My favorite, my favorite thing that I saw on Twitter was uh, some school board uh, at a school board meeting. A, a random lady went up to a school board member and was like, "Are you planning on treat on teaching my children critical race theory?" <laughs> and the school board member just said, "I'm not really sure what critical race theory is. Can you explain it to me, and then I can tell you if that's taught in our curriculum?" And the woman was just like, "Um, uh." I don't know. Don't you know? <laughs> so just so you know that everyone that is against critical race theory has no fucking idea what they're talking about and hasn't done any research on it. Because if they did, it's very obvious that it's not being taught in our schools. And even if it was, I wasn't taught it. <laughs> I was taught the history of the white man and that the white man was always good and that everyone else was bad. That's what I was taught. And it took me a while to realize that that is not true. Like I shared a video and it was um, these four, um, <laughs> it was Robin Williams was one of the white guys. It was four, it was three white guys and a black guy. Like they were exploring Egypt, which by the way, everyone needs to remember that Egypt is in Africa and in, they're not Egyptians. They are Egyptians, but they're Africans as well. So Egypt's in Africa and Alaska's bigger than Texas. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I get up. Got off topic there, but it was these four explorers and three of them were white and one of them was black. And the black guys realized he's like, 
they see the book. They, there's a book out there, and the book is reading. It was um, black people's history. It was this black people did this, black people did this, black people did this, black people did this, black people did this. And he was like, I was taught that this was all the white man, but now I'm realizing that this is all black did. Black people made this, black people made this. And as he's realizing all of this and reading it, the white people are backing out and <laughs> they closed the door on him <laughs> and made it so he was stuck in there with all of the artifacts. So. Pretty much he died in there with, all, with knowing all that information. And that is the greatest analogy that it can come from. That, for instance, Fred Hampton was my age and he got absolutely murdered from the, by the FBI. <laughs> Malcolm X, murdered by our own government. The man that we give a whole day for, Martin Luther King Jr. Is that just the way for our government to make up for murdering him? <laughs> because, again, they murdered him. Martin Luther King was killed on this day. No, he was murdered. And again, Fred Hampton, the leader of the Black Panther Party, one of the leaders, because again, most of the leaders of the Black Panther Party were women, that people don't realize that as well. That that is where all of it comes to. This is that's where all of it goes to. Like again, they just wanted to be treated the exact same. And did it happen? Were they treated at all? the same absolutely not so i just want to leave on a couple notes here but one of the last things i want to say is in minneapolis here eight out of ten victims of violent crimes are black 80 percent of, of victims of violent crimes in minneapolis are black now, out of the 420,000 people that are in Minneapolis, 65% of that is white, 18% of that is black, 5% Asian, 10% Latino, 3% other. So 80% of the victims, but 18% of the population. Make that make sense. I'll say it again. Eight. Zero percent of the victims of violent crime in Minneapolis are black, but only 18% of the population is black. But hey, we're not getting targeted. They're here to protect and serve us. At what point do we admit that something's going wrong? Okay. I'm just going to end on a somewhat funny but some people might not find this funny, but I found this funny. Most here's the thing: most black people found this funny on the internet too. But a man waved down, waved down a cop in L.A. <laughs> two days ago, and the cop was like, "Yeah, can I help you?" And the guy just slapped him in the face <laughs> and walked away. I don't recommend doing that, but it's kind of funny. Oh, sorry. That was not the last thing I wanted to talk about. This is the last thing that I wanted to talk about. Okay. So, last year, the world leaders at the UN promised um, Africa 1 billion vaccines by 2021. Just so you know, they haven't received any. Zero per, zero percent of that 1 billion they have gotten. Oh, and by the way, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine has over 100 million vaccines just sitting in a warehouse right now. Because... 
nobody's paid for it. They're pretty much holding it hostage against the U.S. government because they paid Pfizer before they paid Johnson & Johnson. And Johnson & Johnson got mad, so they're holding people's lives against it. If you don't think that's fucked up by America, here's another one that is, well, this technically is in America, but again, it kind of affects us. So you wonder why Haiti is so poor, so broke, so third world country, right? And I know that sounds horrible, but that's our fault, France's fault, Italy's fault, the UK's fault, but especially France's fault. So let me tell you why. In 1825, France stole 2.1... Oh my gosh, Brendan, there's not a dot there. That's just a hair. France stole $21 billion from Haiti. In 1825, they stole $21 billion from Haiti. And by stole, they pretty, they like forced them to give them all of their money and all of their goods. And so just so you know, $21 billion in 1825. And if, if, because we all know this isn't going to happen, at least in my lifetime, but if they were to only pay back 10, with a 10% interest and 0% inflation on that money, which that is just not accurate, by the way. So obviously there's inflation from 1825 to now, but if there was no inflation and only a 10% interest, France would owe Haiti $2.7 quintillion. I'll say that one more time. If it was paid back with only a 10% interest and 0% inflation, France would owe Haiti $2.7 quintillion. And if you don't know, that is 17 zeros. <laughs> So France, get on it. Like I said, we're asking for our, for our stuff. Where's my 40 acres and my mule? <laughs> I'm, again, laughing because I know that that's never going to happen, but a white man's promise is as good as his slogan. Make America great again. Fuck you. All right. Have a good day, night, evening, whatever. Talk to you. Peace.